Start the show. I'm rubbing my face with my Nexus Start 7. It feels show. so good. This is 8-Bit, episode 13. Will you be my assassin? On December 2nd, 2012. And now, go ahead and bash it. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Sam Roth. Yes, that I was trying to shart, start the shart the stove. Shart the stove. Welcome to eight bit number thirteen, where we where we Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Sam Roth decided to shart the shart the stove by rubbing our faces all over technology. You can't even say the messed up one right. <laughs> <laughs> no. But so yeah, this is this is eight bit our lovely show. Um, you all know me and Ian Decker because we are your lovely hosts, and Sam Roth is my friend who I met here in Morris because he goes to school at the U of M, but he lives in Hancock, which is another tiny little town Hello, nearby. Everyone. It's good to meet you all. I've been on the Nexus one time before. It was special about the Nexus 10, yep. and now I'm here for another semi-special episode, a very important one for sure. In your opinion. No, yes. <laughs> in the history of gaming, it's important. <laughs> so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your background in gaming? Well, the first game I ever remember playing was Kirby on the NES when I was age three. I've been playing since then. My brother was a gamer before then, and he's played through the entire Nintendo collection, if you will, all the classics, etc. I've played through some. I've watched other. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I've heard good um, things about it. I've played a handful of computer games, um, in particular competitive shooters, such as uh, Tribes Ascend, which I think is a wonderful game. one. Yep, Team Fortress 2, another one that I've enjoyed. I owned a PlayStation 3 for a while, and I've played through uh, Borderlands. Borderlands 2 were games I enjoyed on there. The Call of Duty is mostly for my friends, etc. And now I am the proud owner of the new Nintendo Wii U. But... We might save that a little bit. We've got quite a few other headlines to come before we hit that. Yep, but this this uh, this episode is specifically about the Wii U. That's our main topic, which we'll get to after we get through the headlines. So, uh, I guess I'll start us off. Bioshock Infinite will not have a multiplayer mode, which is fine by me. You know, I mean, I think it's really silly when single-player games try to slap on a multiplayer mode and just call it good. The only, the only one that I can really think of that did that really well was Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. and probably Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Other than that, um, Zombie U for the Wii U, not to get ahead of ourselves. It has a really good multiplayer mode. Very oh, it enjoyable. Does. Yep. oh, it does? Yep. Very enjoyable. Pretty simple. Puts the players in two asymmetric roles. It's pretty balanced. Pretty fun. Okay. But I agree that that was one of the first things they came up with. When you just tackle on multiplayer, uh, that, that just wastes resources that could go towards making the single player better. Yeah. Zombies. Double Fine's Amnesia Fortnite is a two-week game jam in which they will test and develop four prototypes chosen by the community. Also, if you guys look at the show notes, we do have a link up for the live stream for this. Oh, let's see. In other news, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 users are finding that their scores and leaderboard rankings have been wiped. Try just looking into this problem. Well, I don't think that's anything too surprising, considering that it's a very new game, and... I don't know, with the heaps and heaps of people who buy it, you'd expect to run into some problems. And, of course, that's a pretty old news article, so I'm not sure if they've, uh, you know, fixed, fixed the problem yet or not. I haven't been keeping up with that. 
The Wii Mini is coming out on December 7th for $100. It will not be able to connect to the internet at all, and it will not play GameCube games, and apparently it's only available in Canada. So I'm not sure what Nintendo was thinking with that, but, um, you know, it's cheap. It's it's a $40 system, once you count the controllers. It will appeal definitely to retirement homes or to little kids, <laughs> and it's going to have... It, they're released in Canada because they have a lot of internet issues um, in terms of how much broadband they get. Netflix doesn't support much in Canada on the grounds that they say that many places have almost third-world internet connectivity. Okay, I am officially never moving to Canada. Yeah. I don't care what happens with politics here. I am never moving to Canada. Not a good place to go. <laughs> My but, plan is to go to Scotland. I mean, if the Wii U was available... In the United States, I would consider one. Again, it's only $40 for the system minus the cost of controllers. The controllers are unique. They're red. You don't get those anywhere else. And, um... Ooh, shiny red! It'd be a, it'd be a fun collector's item. Covered in the blood of your enemies. <laughs> Shush. That's why Nintendo's only it in Canada, but... Um, if they were violent in Canada. In South America or Europe, Africa or Asia, it could potentially extend the lifespan of the console. I think it could sell there. I admit my main issue with it is that it's a little too expensive for my taste. If it was $90, I think they'd have really hit home and they could sell quite a few. But with the Wii available with Pac-Man games, it's only $130. A $10 difference makes that much? Yeah. The okay. Wii Mini is only $30 cheaper than a Wii that comes with two Pac-Man games. I and suppose, internet yeah, service. That's true. But yeah. I think it could have potential if Nintendo releases another markets. If not, it won't do any good. But if they release another markets, it could extend the lifespan of the console. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this? Oh, yeah. This I think that's you, Yeah. Mass Effect 3's Omega DLC is four hours long and two gigabytes, but it wasn't originally supposed to be so big. I well, a that's what she said, and b. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> are we high quality. We set the bar high. <laughs> we are classy broads on this show. All classy broads and nothing else. Um, <laughs> oh, don't give me that look, you. I just keep talking. <clears throat> but I'm, I unfortunately have not played this yet, but I want to because I love Mass Effect. That is my favorite game series. But number two is still my favorite out of the three. Well, we have other news that's not so jovial as some of what we give. Game developers have documented sexism in the industry, and it's disturbingly well spread. Well, there are quite a few things to say about that. I suppose the first is that's to be expected. I mean... Yes, but, like, some of the things that they've been tweeting are just like, wow, seriously? Like, such as... Uh, I don't remember specifics, but I was reading through this article, which you should go do in the, in the show notes, um, and they're, they're just kind of... They're just pathetic. Well... Again, it's sad. It's not any good, but it's expected for the industry. Hopefully it gets better as companies are moving to become more modern to update themselves. Hopefully that kind of thing gets better. Mm-hmm. I know that there was an article that I read not too long ago about the Dragon Age developers. Um, they're, the team that developed Dragon Age was almost primarily of women. Uh, oh. So there's definitely change going on there, though, in the right direction. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, this is what it is now, but we're, we're, we're taking steps there. We're yeah, definitely. It, it'll get better. All industries seem to start with racism, sexism, and any other number of problems, but then they move better. So hopefully Yeah, we've been around better. for long enough, though, that you'd, you'd think people would... I don't know. Companies that have been mean, around for 200 years yeah. or 125 still have issues such as this, so... We are 20 years old. We know everything. <laughs> so, Dishonored, 
has been selling way, way better than Bethesda was originally expecting, and they have said that they clearly have a new franchise here. So it looks like we can expect to see more games down the road, even though one of the original designers said that he wasn't just interested in making sequels. Uh, it looks like Bethesda wants to do that, which is nice. Yeah, it seems like this is the, a good hit for the end of the generation to set up for a new franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand this generation concept that you're talking about. We're PC uh, gamers. <laughs> we don't have generations. It's a gradual thing. It's, it's a smooth curve. <laughs> you clearly don't understand. Generations go six to eight years. They usually fade off. They're when a new system. Yeah, this one's been going for quite a while. This one's been fairly long. Yeah, the Wii came out when we Buck. Just to give you guys a thought and a heads up as to how long this stuff has been going on, or how long this generation's been. The Wii, you or yeah, the Wii, I believe came out two thousand five. Two thousand five. So we were in eighth grade. The Wii came out in two thousand. No, the Xbox was two thousand five. The Xbox came out in two thousand five, November. I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> but one of the, but we had, uh, I believe, yeah, I believe it was the Wii, um, came out when we were in eighth grade. Yeah, I remember that. That's when, uh, that's when Ryan was showing me great dicks in books. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? Story for later. <laughs> okay. What? Save a whole special for that. Long story short, he was reading the, uh, Dark, Dark Tower series. Yep, pretty much. Okay, yeah. then. Dicks everywhere. Gray ones. So let, let's oh. raise the bar a little bit from so, that. what's the next headline? <laughs> a bunch of details about Destiny, the next franchise from Bungie, have been revealed. It is meant to be accessible to a wider demographic, and I quote, appeals to your inner seven-year-old. It takes place on the last city on Earth where a big alien moon thing protects us from other alien invaders. Lots of concept art has also been leaked, so go check it out. Also, as a hidden Easter egg, there was a reference to Destiny that was found in Halo 3 ODST. So, I mean, they, they, they were coming out with Easter eggs before they even had it fully developed. Well, so. they still don't have it fully developed, obviously. Yeah. Wait, does Ryan have this thing open in three places now? Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our resident ghost seems to have our show notes open three times, for those of you who have no idea what's going on. We fit... We figure he likes us that much that he just has to see it as many places as he can. Well, our next uh, highlight is a second opinion on Black Ops 2's campaign from PC Gamer. It's a long video with lots of spoilers. Watch at your own risk. It's available in the show notes. Um, Black Ops 2's campaign in general has been getting a lot of mixed, mixed praise. Yeah, that's mixed praise. It's positive. No one seems to be bashing it as being terrible. It has a new way to play with called Strike Force missions. You can take control of a soldier directly, or you can command the whole group. You can do both. Their impact seems to be somewhat minimal, and they're not that well optimized, but no one's criticizing the existence of these. It lets you choose your campaign. Well, no, like, the the um, the guys at PC Gamer, mostly what they take issue with is, like, the narrative decisions in the, in the campaign. Um... And there's lots and lots of spoilers in that video, but I would recommend it because they actually do go through quite a few things. Um, and of course, I, I don't remember exactly what Hayden said about the campaign last week. Was that last week or was that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. He two liked it. Because yeah, last week we were back in town and recording at the studio. Right. That was our little short 37-minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Planet Side 2. Um, Ian, have you had a chance to play any of that yet? I haven't. 
Not as much as I would like. I mean, when I had the beta open, it was so big and the servers couldn't handle everything that was going on, so it was lagging like no other. And I still had no idea how to transport myself from one place to the next, Mm -hmm. how to do everything, because they just kind of like, okay, you log in and you dropped in the world, and like, okay, what do I do now? There was no... Shoot people, obviously. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, how do you... Uh, what do all the different roles do? But anyway, anyway, Planet Side 2, if you decide to try to mod Planet Side 2, it will result in a permanent ban for your account because oh uh, modding the game is indistinguishable from, you know, hacking it um, from the developer's perspective. Um, and since this is a, you know, purely MMO game, obviously they are very concerned with that. So this is, this is reasonable. Um, and if you if you want to you know do some fun mods for the game for other purposes, uh, obviously you want to do that offline. Um, do you know is that industry standard if modding a massive multiplayer online game? I have no you... idea. Okay, I wasn't sure if you'd looked into that at all. I just I do know that um, you know other other games like uh, Battlefield Three, other people took issue with um, them not lo- allowing modding for that at all. Okay. And although that is that multiplayer is a big part of Battlefield Three, there is, there's also you know the single player campaign that everybody hates. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, they might if they're smart, they'll probably do something sort of like Call of Duty, where they had uh, for the multiplayer they have Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer, but then they also have Call of Duty Mod Warfare multiplayer, where you wow. can, <laughs> where you can have mods everywhere. So they might come. Yes. They they might. Eventually, if they're smart, come up with another server that's that allows people to mod and just sort of go nuts. Yeah, people would definitely enjoy it. But I don't know if that helps you sell copies of that current game, but it might help you sell copies of the next game, if you get what I mean. Because people know that you can mod, and they've seen some of the cool mods, so they might want to buy the next one for that. Yeah. One one game that is definitely um, selling well because of mods is Arma 2, because oh, of okay. the DayZ mod. Okay. Like, yep, I, I've even heard of that, and I'm not a PC gamer. Now, that one's been like near the top of the Steam sell, um, sales list for quite a while, and most of it is because people want to play DayZ. Huh, that's very interesting. Personally, I'm holding out for the standalone version. Oh, okay. But, yeah. um, but that might not be coming back. Well, well not for a little while. We'll, we'll get, get to that, to that in a couple. All right, so the Oculus Rift, that virtual reality headset that everyone has been talking about, by everyone we mean the Nexus, has been delayed to March 2013 for developers because of a few design changes and the fact that it was originally not intended for mass market production. Yep, so basically the Oculus Rift is a... It goes over your face. It's a, it's, it's, it's like it's got headphones pleasant. and it's a big old thing that goes over your eyes. And it has it takes you know the game and it splits it onto two kind of curved screens in front of your eyes and you know when you turn your head it res- it's very very responsive by all accounts like one of the guys from PC Gamer went and tried it out and he was just you know blown away by how like he he kept trying to turn his head as quickly as he could you know nearly snapping his neck probably and he could not get it to lag and uh, it's yeah. It's gone through several design changes okay. since then, and uh, so they're, they're, yeah, it's being pushed I back. I question that it will sell exceptionally well or remain very much, but it is the first thing of its kind that I know of, so it might open mm-hmm. some new doors. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd be interested to see what health risks it has associated with it. <laughs> I imagine they've got quite a few plastic on there. But it sounds interesting. I'd never heard of it before this, so I guess I'm not everyone or anyone, but... Well... <laughs> 
on to our next headline. THQ has partnered with Humble Bundle, which is pay what you want for seven of the games. Examples are like Darksiders or one of their Metro 2033 games. And um, you can get yeah. proceeds to THQ or various charities. And um, the average for it that people are paying is uh, currently $5.20. It's a, I think it's actually up to $5.70 last okay. time I looked. Okay, go um, Yep. And, and if so... If you if you pay less than the average, then you get the the six games that are in the pack. Right, and if and you pay over, you, you get Centro the Third as well, I yep. believe, which yep. is a very new game relatively compared to what I believe the other ones they're offering are. Um, yes, yes, and you know it's it's a shame to THQ having to resort to this. Um, if I believe, are you I, kidding? This is great. Humble bundles are cool. I would be buying this if I didn't already own all of those games. Yeah, well, I don't think you understand as if every company needed to release a humble bundle, not chose to, but needed to, gaming as an industry would die off very quickly if they were forced to. Yeah. Um, I read that THQ's founder bought the bundle for $1,050. Yep, he's, and, he was the top contributor. And I believe that I also read that it had raised about $2 million in total. Mm-hmm. Now, whether this will save THQ or not, I don't believe we know how much of that money went to THQ. Just it, it all depends ways. on yeah, yeah. what the people so, decided. Yep, so I doubt this will do much to save THQ, but if you're interested in picking up some of the games, or if you care about the company on an emotional level, or if you want to support any of those charities. Did you just say on an emotional level? Some people grow attached. Okay. Some I mean, people have emotions. <laughs> I forgot you guys are PC gamers. You don't oh, yeah, have so souls. We, no, no we're, um, we're too advanced for that. But At least we're not gingers. <laughs> uh, THQ was the creators of Red Faction, the Metro series, Darksiders. Oh man, Red Faction flopped. The latest one did. Before that, it sold very, very well. But yeah. yes, the latest one flopped and they've dropped the series, sadly. And uh, Company of Two, I believe they also make. So there's some good games there for anyone who's interested, just as an option to consider. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. All right. So the Daisy standalone. Or, no, never mind. Whoa, whoa, wait. Hey, hold I'm on. jumping. I'm jumping. Hey, oh, sh. <laughs> So, <laughs> take it, Buck. Take it. So, Ubisoft <laughs> is thinking about including co-op in the next Assassin's Creed game. That sounds like it could be interesting. Um, I, I'm kind of hesitant to keep in mind what we just said about Bi- um, Bioshock. I believe before they're including co-op. Yes. That we thought that was a questionable idea. But Assassin's Creed did do multiplayer really well. Um, and if I don't know, I mean, like I always. The point of Assassin's Creed to me is to just walk around, feel like a badass, and assassinate people whenever I feel like it. Yeah, like that's pretty much the game. Having a co-op partner could completely ruin that because, like, oh, you idiot! Why are you like alerting the guards? Oh no! Right. But you know? on the other hand, if you have two people play the same way, mm-hmm. that could be even more badass. Distract the guard, assassinate him, yep. throw his body onto the next pile of guards. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you, Ian, will you be my assassin, my co-assassin? I, yes, we are partners in crime. Aww. Watch, one of you guys is going to play it really intelligently, stealthy-wise. The other one's going to be assassin monster. Ian is making a heart at the camera right Oh, this now. is a terrible heart. Yeah, it, it's a pretty <laughs> heart, but... Can I swear on here? Oh, Kissy. you know, whatever. It's, we already have. Not, okay. No, I, I'd say not too, too much. We haven't gone too, too bad in this episode yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just, just want to be sure. Yep. Things have not escalated too quickly in this case. All right, so the DayZ standalone version may be pushed back to 2013 due to engine changes. Yeah, a lot to say about that one. Um, 
Dragon Age 3 has been pushed back to 2014, originally set for 2013. Um, it's being prepared for next-gen platforms, which, again, we don't know what this includes, considering that Sony and Microsoft have yet to even announce that they're working on new platforms. So, for all we know, this might... Except lead- that we, we totally know that Sony is working on one because oh. their development kit is out. Well, the Xbox is for Durango as yeah. well. But, theoretically, those could both fail, and this could be made for a THQ hardware system, for all the hell we know. But we know it's for next-gen platforms, so... I can't imagine THQ making... No, I'm kidding. No, yes. So, I would say... Hey, maybe HTC will get into the, uh... Oh, God. That's intentional hyperbole. I was gonna say Sega, but I wanted to go slightly more believable. All I will say is, good, at least this way, they'll have a little bit more time to develop the game, Yep. so that it won't suck. Like the yeah, second but, one did. Well, reports that I've heard say that Dragon Age 2 was mixed compared to the first one. Some people liked it more, but that didn't, because it had significantly less development time, I believe, but one year. Um, we don't know, again, what systems Dragon Age 3 is for, but this could be a good, um, maybe a, it won't be a launch chart, I would think, but it could be a good, strong early title to help sell people on these systems. Because, personally, I think it's going to be quite hard to rip people away from their PS3s and their Xbox 360s to move up to the next generation. It, it will be a tough battle to sell, I imagine. And the fact that PC gaming is on the rise. Um, we can debate that later. No, we can't. It, it is. No, we can debate it's, it. Many, many sources later. have said that to me. And it's I, funny. And I like to believe them. That if console gaming died, PC gaming would probably be just about vanish as well. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. It Look really at how much would. money is made. More than on console gaming. No. I, I have an article for that. Well, anyway, rumor has it that Intel is going to get rid of the uh, CPU as a separate component from the motherboard once they move on to their next processor line. So the CPU will come soldered onto the motherboard, which is supposed to be better for like heat management and power consumption. Um, but obviously, you know, you can't upgrade it separately from the motherboard anymore. Um, However, like this, at first it sounds like a terrible idea, but then you realize that like who really upgrades their CPU and their motherboard separately anyway? And like CPUs are not the the most important component for you know a gaming rig anyway. So I mean, I'm I'm probably won't ever have to upgrade the the processor on my computer. Um, and, you know, it, it'll, I'll just, you know, get a new processor when I completely make a new build. Um, as someone who's not too into the computer stuff, would this affect people who don't game ever? Would this be an issue for people who use computers uh, for business or such? I, oh, I just, no, this is, this is more for the, the people who will actually open up their computers and, you know, okay. modify them. Okay. So the because, I mean, some businesses run programs that are more intensive than any games. So I didn't know if this is... Uh, my dad had to buy one with three monitors and heavy support for some updating by the 60th of a second type program. Yeah. Very intensive, several at once. So I don't know if this could potentially affect that or not. I wouldn't think so, but again, I just, I'm not a PC guy, so I wouldn't know. But you guys have assured me that it won't be an issue, so. Shouldn't when, be. It shouldn't be. Okay. However, something is a bit of an issue, at least to me anyway. Sony's credit rating has been reduced to junk. Will this impact their future in the gaming industry? That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I knew that Sony had basically died out in Japan, um, but I still thought it was going at least relatively strong here. Like, I know that they they still have a good reputation here as being decent hardware and whatnot. Well, um, a junk rating from the article um, is a double B is a BB minus, which a good company, I believe, both Microsoft and Nintendo have. I don't know that it's a triple A plus. 
And Sony was once there, AAA Plus. So I don't know exactly how it goes, but the point is Sony has fallen very far. And see, I've heard, I've read, I wish I could find the article, that on the PS3 they lost all the money they made on the um, uh, PlayStation 2, which was the best-selling game system in all of human history. And they've also, their TVs, I believe, are having a difficult time selling, and their phones as well. So they're taking hits everywhere. Hmm. And yeah, it's really, really reflecting. What they need is a Nexus. <laughs> if they could get one, that could actually possibly help. That that probably would. I mean, the, their phones are both... I'm a phone enthusiast. Their phones are always top-notch, but they just don't sell because they're released very poorly. They're marketed very poorly. People mm-hmm. don't know about them. So, here's for hoping. Well, by, if, if by people we mean normal people, um, yeah, nobody knows about anything besides the iPhone anyway. Um, like, people people see my Nexus 7, and they're like, oh my gosh, did you get the mini iPad? No. Uh, Shut up. I would disagree with you that I would say Samsung's phones are well-known. The Galaxy line yes, is very well-known. Yes. That would be and the LG. Yes, I was going to say that too. LG is also quite popular, I believe. Now, see, LG handsets are in general pretty terrible, but a lot of people like to buy them. Their newest ones, their stock is rising. They've gotten better. But I believe they had good adoption rate of Vipers and pre-smartphone phones, and and dumb smartphones, if you get what I mean by that. Phones that still run gingerbread. So LG as a brand is popular, but... Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I kind of more associate LG with like their TVs? televisions, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Then droids, lots of droids. Yep, razors are quick. So people do know about some others, Yeah, but... I agree with you that Apple has by far the most market penetration, well, but no one knows about Sony stuff. Of, of course, whenever farther than everything else. <laughs> whenever I say anything about Android to somebody, they think I'm talking about the Droid Are line. You... Like, <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh god. Well, getting off. Th- this is about games, not about phones. Whatever, you can that. play games on phones. I mean, just... no, you can't. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, the 3DS XL, which is a significantly larger screen, 5 inches, compared mm. to 3.5 on the regular 3DS. Maybe that's where they got the name from. I don't know. It could be. Hmm. Has been bundled with Mario Kart 7 for the holidays. It's $200 for that buy. And could this may persuade someone who hasn't bought one to get one, or maybe to get one for their kids, or their grandkids, cousins? Um, Mario Kart t- 7 is a popular game with good online, from what I've heard. It offers some new ways to play. It has air and water movement compared to previous Mario Karts, which did not. What? That is that your cart can um, uh, get a glider attached to it, or it can get a... What? Attached to it. <laughs> yep, it offers new ways to play like that. Similar to Sonic Racing All-Stars Transform. Um, the only and, thing it'll really work for is, the well, some of the Americans just because the whole bigger is better thing, so Texas. And then um, <laughs> and then grandmas and grandpas because they can actually read the words now. Yep. Otherwise, it probably won't sell as well unless there's well, a significant price drop. The 3DS XL, I believe, has been selling decently itself. I believe the 3DS was the fastest selling piece of hardware in Japan in terms of gaming, from what I've read, at least in recent time. Um, the 3DS, no secret, it's, it's screen can give you eye strain with 3D. Without 3D, it's fine. But the XL is much better about that, from what I've read. Despite the <laughs> pixels being stretched a little bit, it gives you less eye strain. So... <laughs> Perhaps this could help increase sales. I don't know if this bundle will, but it's just... Well, I know that Nintendo has stated that uh, they are focusing on the 3DS for... the the 3DS XL for this holiday season. Yeah, and it's done. Um, 
And I, I, I thought it was odd at first because I was like, why did they sell, like, release the Wii U right before the yeah. holidays if they didn't want to sell it a lot? Well, okay, yeah, they're production. already they're already behind, but production. Yeah. The 3DS has sold over 20 million units worldwide, mm-hmm. which is similar to what GameCube sold worldwide. And it's been out about a year, so it's doing quite well. Did you just compare it to the GameCube and then say it's doing quite well? In one year, it sold the GameCube sold in five and a half. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. I'd say that's quite well. I thought, I thought you meant that it's selling at the same rate as the GameCube sold no, when it was No, it's lost. selling at five and a half times the rate, which at that rate, it would sell 100 million units worldwide. So, Animal Crossing New Leaf for the 3DS, which is the best-selling game this week in Japan, reached oh, well over a million copies sold within 20 days. The game was released in Japan on November 8th, and it will be it will be released in other regions in the first half of 2013. In addition, the game will not offer paid DLC as Nintendo feels that that would be unethical. So the previous games have featured free DLC, and it's uh, we assume that this one will also come yeah, with free previous DLC. Previous Animal Crossing games had free DLC. This one probably will. It's Good so guy, Nintendo. Yeah, really. Um, Reminds me of Valve. <laughs> well, no, well, Valve does. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. What what I find interesting about that is just Animal Crossing shaping up to be one of the best selling handheld franchises that Nintendo has. I don't even know what you do in that game. You have not. a house and you sort of take care of it. Think Farmville, but on the 3DS. Oh dear! Yeah, now this is the part where you bash it because you've never played it, like a good PC gamer does. So go ahead and bash it. I uh, I hear Farmville and I just I'm I'm done. Okay, good job. Like a real <laughs> PC gamer, you bash something you don't know. Yep, that a boy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I played the one that was on GameCube um, for a little while, but I quickly got bored of that, and I don't even know what happened to my town. I don't even want to know. I don't even no. want to know what happened to my town. <laughs> if you're gone for about 10 days or a month or a year, you really don't want to go back. It gets scary. But so. I played the game, and I enjoyed it. I played There's probably zombies wandering around by now. They sell very well. I believe Wild World, one of the DS, sold 10 million copies, which, for the record, according to my most reliable source, Wikipedia... Half-Life as a franchise has sold 60 million copies. Holy. So for one Animal Crossing game to sell beyond that, so close to that, it's pretty good. So it sells it is, well. It is a lot cheaper, though, I would imagine, than the Half-Life It would have been $40. Were, yeah. And Half-Life is much I cheaper mean, by now. And, well, uh, by now, yes. But, mm, yeah. And also, I mean, Half-Life is a completely different crowd than yeah. Animal Crossing. The point is, Animal Crossing sells well. So this is good news for the 3DS, good news for Nintendo. This is a, a system seller right here. Yeah, oh, sure. And then all the feels. Just, I'm, I'm remembering this one story, this one GIF story, where it was like this guy was talking about his mom who couldn't really do much, and so she played Animal Crossing all the time, where both his and his, he and his brother had set up houses, and she was on it all the time, it felt like, and she okay. eventually died from the disease that had crippled her, and so he went on at one point in time just to go and check out and see what had happened, and he looked in his mailbox, and there was something, there was a gift in there for him from pretty much every single day that she had been playing it. And it was usually, hey, saw this and thought you might enjoy it or something like oh. that. Oh, well, now I'm going to go cry. Yep. So read the next headline. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo offers free DLC for the new Super Mario Bros. 2 to celebrate 3 billion coins gathered. 300 billion. 300 billion coins gathered. 300 billion. <laughs> The DLC is based on retro levels and will be offered free until the end of January. I kind of got lost while you were talking, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. DLCs, more DLCs for Nintendo. Awesome. It's free. So, good things. 
And now we come to a story. Again, we always have sad ones after happy ones. Battlefront 3, that is Star Wars Battlefront 3, as I understand it, yep. was apparently beyond 98% complete, but less than 100% complete when it was canceled due to financial reasons. Hmm, maybe that was about 99%. Eh, more or less. Yeah. It's just a tragedy, because the first one I played very frequently was my first real shooter, and I had a lot of fun with it. I played the second one some, not as much. I enjoyed that quite a bit. The gameplay worked pretty good. It had vehicles, which were fun, not overpowered. It was... All the sides felt balanced. It was a really good game series. It's, and it was huge. Like, everybody knew yeah. what Battlefront was. Like, holy cow. And then, and then I, I don't know why they would decide not to release Battlefront 3, especially if it was that close to well, being done. Like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. You have to understand, for the company, it might have been the matter of in order to release it and publish it and all the fees taken out. Disney. <laughs> they might have lost money if they'd sold as many copies as Battlefront 1 and 2 put together. Well, we don't know yeah. that, but that's very possible. So, I swear to you, it's all Disney. It's going to come back with a vengeance in a couple that, years with all the, heroes, all the heroes being Disney characters. I'd still buy it. Just throwing that yep, out there. Pretty much. <laughs> Probably. Most of us would. It'd be like if there was a Star Wars um, Kingdom Hearts crossover. Yeah, I'd buy that. Oh my gosh, you had a lot of stuff here. You wanted me to get a holistic view of it, so that's what I'm trying to do. So, that was it for our headlines, everybody. Now we're moving on to the Wii U. 45 minutes later. (laughs) Yep, don't worry. Most of this won't take care of it. Do you want me to start? Well, you're the expert here. You're the one who owns it. Okay. Um, In its first week... I suppose we should have covered Black Friday sales before, actually. But in its first week, the Wii U sold 400,000 units in the United States... Supplies having co- trouble keeping up. That was um, uh, the first wave that shipped. Yes, you can still see it in stores. I've seen a few occasions other people have. I believe that's probably the second wave has already hit because right. Nintendo has said they're working very hard to be better. The Wii sold 600,000 units in its first week in North America. Um, just to get the quick rundown for people, Xbox 360 this Black Friday week sold 750,000 units. Um, Wii sold 300,000 units. DS 275,000. 3DS 250,000. DS outsold 3DS due to good sales. PlayStation 3, I believe, 525,000. And then that other PlayStation console that no one cares about sold 160,000. So you really have to wonder, like, those people who are buying Wiis over Black Friday, do they know that the Wii U is out? Or Probably. Or did they go, yeah, I'm going to get the cheap old one? Um, I would like to compare, in order to find out that answer, I'd have to compare sales of, like, iPhone 4s close to iPhone 4S, really. So iPhone 4S close to iPhone 5. To see if there's any actual consumer confusion. Right. You'd have to take a look at that. So I think the Wii brand helped sell Wii U's myself. Maybe we should have said, like stood outside of stores and, you know, held the uh, the, the Wii U. What do you think of the... Or held a Wii and gone, what do you think of this Wii U? It's so much different than the original, isn't it? <laughs> It's so much heavier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, take the Wii Mini and try that. Mm -hmm. Look at these new, updated, amazing graphics. (laughs) (laughs) You've been some grandmas, for sure, but those are the same grandmas who buy iPhone 3GSs right now, thinking they've got the new iPhone. Um, 3GSs? Also, I am impressed impressed with your ability to remember all those numbers. I looked at them several times for the show. Okay. All right. Um, now, this next article, just to say, I don't think it's legit because I went to Nintendo's website and looked at every source that could have something to do with this, and it was not seen there. I studied and tried to find it. I couldn't. But this is Mr. Well, Ian Buck's article. Ryan, so. Ryan's the one who found it. So, Ryan, Ryan, how did you find this? Yes, our resident ghost. Uh, what? 
You you sent me this link. Are you... It's in a feed reader. That's what happens. Sure, okay. Again, so. I don't think this next article is legit, but the article, which has Iwata talking out of character, claims that Miiverse Strong's penis detection system took several weeks to develop, and that the way it worked, I read through the whole thing... Um, it, again, it feels non-Japanese. Right. So, but... so, so let's let's all go to the link. Um, I don't know if we have time to read through the whole transcript. I want to read through the transcript. It's hilarious. You invited me. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm at your house to, on your podcast. <laughs> read through the transcript if we have time at the end. Fine. Okay. Penis. 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 That's pretty much what it says. Um, in the world, dicks, dicks everywhere, and of course, it's an American guy yes. who's doing the dicks everywhere. Of course, that'd be what the issue is for. Um, President of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata, has stated that Nintendo never defines anything as a success. The Wii was not a success. The DS was not a success. If they call something a success, they'll focus too hard on trying to just match it instead of going beyond it. And the article I linked there is fascinating, and it really goes into detail about the company and what they define things as, how hard they're working. It gives you a lot of respect for their persistence, if nothing else. I'm sure every company has articles like this that point them in a good light, but this one's a good one for people who might not know a lot about Nintendo. I don't know, not painting things as a success just seems like a, a weird, like, look at us, we're different. We think differently than than everybody else in the market. Like Culture. Yeah. You gotta count it, for that. It seems like they're trying hard to, to you know... Be different? Present this culture. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like Steam. Yeah. Sure. Trying to paint themselves what? as different. No, we're not. You work for Steam? Sure. Give me a discount. Okay. Um, our next article is one that might interest fans of Steam. The Wii U eShop is compared to Steam or the App Store. Um, is that pronounced Frozen Byte? The developer of Trying To, Director's Cut for the Wii U, calls it very indie-friendly. And unlike the Xbox or the PlayStation, all patches and DLC add-ons from indie developers don't have any middleman furries from Nintendo. I read a story on it where someone had a game on Xbox that sold very well. They patched it to add new content, but that caused bugs for some users. They wanted to release another patch that would fix the bugs, but they couldn't because it would cost them tens of thousands of dollars. On the Wii U, that will never be an issue. Good. And yeah, Frozen Byte has spoken very well of it. They've said that they think it could be a very forward-moving service. It's got insane incentives. Talk to the mic. It's right there. I'm talking. I think people can hear it. Well, I know, but you keep throwing your hand in front of your mouth, too. I don't put my hand in front of my mouth. I'm biting my nails. <laughs> sure. Children, stop fighting. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, Children. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> but anyway, um, so the eShop has been getting a lot of good reviews. It could potentially be a big thing moving forward for Nintendo as making their system not only on par, but perhaps a step above. Um. Many Wii U games that have had online passes for other systems come without online passes. What that means is that if you buy the game used, you don't have to purchase an online pass to play it. Examples are Assassin's Creed, FIFA, Mass Effect, and um, Tekken 2 Tag Tournament. Wait a minute. Assassin's Creed is doing DLC in, like, I mean, DRM in a reasonable manner? Um, if you buy the game used, it's a $15 or so online pass in order to play online. It's up to oh. you if you think that's reasonable or not. Okay, okay, I thought you said... Not on Wii U. Okay. On okay. Wii U, there is no online pass. We don't know why. We don't know if Nintendo's not letting them, if the developers are just doing it to try and sell copies on Nintendo systems. We don't know, but it's uh. But it's U- a Ubisoft thing. is just notorious for terrible DRM practices. Oh, okay. Like, okay. yeah, it's so broken. Yeah, no one likes DRM. Um, the Wii U gamepad, which there's a lot we could say, but to keep it simple uses the Earth's magnetic pull 
in order to get six to get nine axis, not six axis, nine axis. It's significantly more precise than um, uh, Wii Motion Plus or PlayStation Controller six axis. I have no clue when this will come in handy or what games will utilize this, but it was added fairly late on in development. Apparently, I don't even understand what six axis like does for the PlayStation either. Because I don't I even mean, know what nine axis is. <laughs> it's using the Earth's magnetic pole in addition to all the other stuff. It's more numbers. More numbers are better. Okay. <laughs> yep, it's got an accelerometer and um, a gyrometer, I think is the name of the other one. And now it's got this, the Earth's magnetic pole. I don't know what the hell they call that. Magnometer. Sure. <laughs> but we'll just go with that. It's offering more precision than previous ways of doing it. So this thing was loaded with tech, and this is just another example. of. I have no clue how many games will actually benefit. What? Whatever. Why not? Throw it in. Yeah. Maybe we'll that's... push... That's Nintendo's main thing, is interesting hardware. Yep, which is so. my belief as to why the GameCube failed as a system in terms of sales. It was the only one they've released that didn't really have much interesting hardware. Well, that's a very interesting little yellow analog stick yeah. thing you've C- got there. Considering that other people already have systems with two analog sticks. Forget pioneering the analog stick. Let's it's, just it's my C-stick nipple. <laughs> I never thought about that way before, but when you put it like that... I, well, I still think their all-time low is the Nintendo 64 controller. I mean... Because it was a little big? Who, like, well, I mean, it, it looks like it looks like it's built for somebody with three hands. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, I used to find, and it was the first one with an analog stick for a console. So, you know, those things... I thought it went alright. I agree that the build could have been a lot nicer. It's but like, it it's like they couldn't me. decide what they wanted to do with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it worked fine for me. And the 64, well, successful system did not outsell the PlayStation. Tragic. PlayStation at the market two years earlier. Um, but that's all ancient history. Yeah. Nintendo's good at that. <laughs> um, Shigeru uh, Miyamoto or Miyamoto, he's the creator of Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda, Pikmin, and other well-known, well-selling Nintendo franchises. Yeah, I've ne- never heard of him at all. That's because you're a computer gamer. Computer gamers don't have souls. Right? I'm also sarcastic. <laughs> um, Miyamoto's promise that Nintendo will offer um, third-party support to, or support to serious third-party developers on the Wii U. Uh, current developers, who Nintendo has confirmed helping significantly, have produced the best third-party games on Wii U, speaking in terms of performance. Um, Ubisoft, for example, Assassin's Creed 3 runs with absolutely no hitches, no problems, graphically the same. Um, others like um, Activision for Black Ops 2, it runs very well on the Wii U. Not perfectly, but again, new hardware with a very new setup, which yep. if we have time, I might talk a little bit about that near the end. But the point is... Um, I believe it was Arkham City or Mass Effect 3, possibly both, I forgive me, I can't remember, had only five months of development on the Wii U, and this is why it experiences some occasional frame rate issues. It's not game-breaking, you can still play it, it looks good, but it, it's there, whereas it wasn't on other systems, and especially not on PC. Yep. And that's because they had less development time and less support from Nintendo. So for those concerned about those frame rate issues, that explains that, is that how much development time was given and how much support was given from Nintendo. And my motto is promising that Nintendo will continue to offer as much support as they can to developers who are serious for the Wii U. Which is good, because they didn't do that with the original Wii. Nope, but we had atrocious third-party support from everyone but Ubisoft, and then we released about three games for it that were yeah. tried, and they didn't sell very well. The I believe it was Red Steel games where you could be a samurai, and their um, uh, Rapids games. 
Let's see. I think also just dance. Yeah, just dance. That was a success. And the Rayman mm-hmm. game yeah. also was there. So I guess Ubisoft has a long relationship with Nintendo, and that's why it's supported them. We might talk about a few games at the end as well, if that interests us. At that time, we'll see. Um, the Nintendo TV app will be available in Japan and Europe, whereas before we weren't sure. This is like a hub that gets together not only what your cable provider gives you, but what you get from Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. And it lets you select your content and view it on any of those services right through the app. And um, okay, a lot of people are interested in this. I'm not. I don't see why they put so much effort into it myself. I- I'm honest. But so you think you think that um, having a separate Netflix and Hulu app and stuff on the Wii U would have just yes, been just that, fine. that's okay. what I would prefer. Okay, gotcha. I it, a lot of people have been interested in this. Some people said they're just buying the console for this. I can't imagine why, but okay. I suppose. Their upper middle class are rich to start with. I mean, if you're good, if you just want something that can watch those things on your TV, buy a Roku box or whatever. Yeah, or just like build yourself a cheap little computer that yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I I just like building computers. Um, I don't know if it helps them sell systems. That's fine, but it is confirmed for Europe and Japan. Whereas originally we only knew it was for North America. So that's good news that people interested in that can access it. Let's see, I'm sure by now you're all getting tired of my voice. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 can be played on the Wii U's gamepad in 3D. I thought that was interesting. The way the game works, um, if you get the glasses that can make any screen appear in 3D, the game supports that. So you can play it on the gamepad in 3D. And Ian watched a little bit of the game. The gamepad? What? Gamepad? Did I pronounce it like that? I think you said that. I apologize. (laughs) A little parched. But Ian, um, you saw how it looked on the gamepad, and you yep. thought it looked pretty good, right? Overall. Yep. It, it, the color was a little bit off from what the TV was showing. It was like a little more orange. As opposed to um, the blue that the and, TV had. Yeah, which, I don't know, I, it wasn't that big of an issue. Um, but, you know. but overall, you'd say it looked pretty yeah. good? Yeah, So if the ability to play that in 3D might interest people um, who don't have the ability to play anywhere else because of family or having a shitty TV or whatever. Um. Whether it's through upscaling or just through HDMI, Wii games look quite a bit better when played on the Wii U. They don't look as good as the Dolphin emulator, which could play Wii games on computers in 1080p where they looked as good or better than many competing titles. But it makes them look quite good. In particular, in that link I looked, if you go um, partway through the video, I believe around minute 8 or so, forgive me for not knowing exactly when, Sonic Colors looks really, really good on the Wii U. And they have a few others, like Xenoblade Chronicles would look very good. The Mario Galaxy games look good. So, for people interested in experiencing the Wii games that they never did because it wasn't an HD console or they played mm-hmm. on computers at the time, this could be a great way to go back and play. The Wii had a library of at least 20 or 30 very noteworthy, good, enjoyable games, despite people bashing it. Hardcore games, of course. Now, again, that's nothing compared to the 100 that the other systems all had. But if you're interested in getting a Wii U, these games are, many of them are available for $20 or less new. And are they, um, can you, how many of the Wii games can you get through the, uh, the eShop? The, uh, at this time, they haven't released any. They're not working on oh, it really? at this time. Yep. But I thought, I thought you could, you could take the things that you had on their, the virtual console or something from the Wii and put them on yep. the Wii U? You can buy on the virtual console, but Wii games are never available on the virtual console. Oh. Okay. Only Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, Nintendo NES, um, Turbo okay, Graphics, gotcha. Sega Genesis, etc. Old games were. And yes, you can still procure those on the Wii U. Cool. But we don't know if they'll have GameCube or Wii games in the future. They may, but we know they have Wii U games. Um, don't worry, folks. This is my last article. <laughs> this is the Power article for those who yep. for whom this might be a big issue. The consensus from developers 
is that the Wii U is a very powerful system. There's no arguing that. Um, and I mean, when you when you look at the 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 important specs. numbers, the important numbers is that the GPU is based on a an ATX or a Radeon um, fifty six something or other fifty six seventy. So last year's last year's standard. Um, for in terms of PC gaming, you know, is what the the Wii U is capable yep, of, and it will be optimized again for the console, which will make it somewhat better. Yep. Not, I'm not claiming by any means that it would compete with the current one from this generation, no. but I'm not saying it wouldn't be comparable. And obviously, least. yeah, obviously, it it you know soaks up less power um, than than what you would you know be used mm-hmm. to in a in a big PC tower. Um, the um, Wii U also is the first system with its own sound card. And it's got dedicated video RAM. It's got what is it, ED RAM? What's what something like that? Yeah, lots of is, special new awesome things. Yeah, which the Xbox had some, but they used it very limitedly. This will probably use it for more. But developers such as Fifth Cell said the Wii U is definitely more powerful than current systems, and that they get frustrated when people say it's only as powerful or weaker. Um, Ubisoft has said that the Wii U is surprisingly more powerful than current consoles. Or that then it's just surprisingly powerful, which means if you look at the specs and see what's capable, it's surprisingly powerful. Um, Gearbox has said the Wii U will receive the best-looking version of Aliens Colonial Marines, and that it is a powerful, powerful system. There are other articles, forgive me for not being able to get them, where the developer of Neo Nano Assault, which is a download-only game that runs in 720p, 60 frames per second, it looks really good. Um, they said that the Wii U had bot- did not have bottlenecks that they encountered when working for other systems meaning that it was easier for them. Um, I believe it was Ubisoft even said, interestingly, that they encountered, with the Rayman game, Rayman Legends, or was it Assassin's Creed, forgive me for not knowing, that there were times where they did not optimize things for the Wii U, and that they encountered no issues. They were running the game unoptimized, and it was just running fine, no problems. Mm-hmm. Um the one reason people might doubt its power is that THQ, who was dying a horrible death, it appears, said that the, one of their developers, one, not the company, but one, said the Wii U has a horrible, slow CPU. Yep, then that was, that's why you will not be seeing uh, Metro. Metro Last Light on the Wii U. Yep. However, the next day a developer clarified that he was upset by that, that they could make it run the Wii U if they wanted to, and that they were having enough of a trouble running it on the PS3, that the Wii was a different architecture, and he said that outright that the Wii was not necessarily any weaker than the current consoles. Yeah. That people can't take one statement about one part and not think about it. It just, yeah, um, it just takes a set, slightly separate approach. You yep. need to dedicate more GPU stuff to more. the GPU than the and, CPU. Um, People have said that it's easy to develop for if you know what you're doing. Yep. And I'd just like to clarify, if I may, on that last issue of the CPU. A hacker who created the helped create the homebrew channel for the Wii hacked into the Wii U, and he claims that the CPU runs at 1.24 gigahertz. I don't know if that's per core, and we don't know if that's idling. Okay. But he said it was 1.24 gigahertz, and some people went insane and said the Wii U was pathetically weak. They claimed it was as strong as six GameCubes taped together. Um, again, I that doesn't that. take into account <laughs> the architecture. That doesn't take into account the GPU or the sound card or the RAM or the difference of the discs. I believe the discs read faster than DVDs and Blu-rays. If I'm correct, that's what I read. Um, so all appearances from reputable sources said the Wii U is more powerful than current consoles. Again, the issue is how will it stack up to the next ones. Well, you can't argue anything based on technology. It's all about money when you argue that and what they're pushing for. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sony decides to produce a console at $200. That would be 
Interesting. And it's still more powerful than the Wii U, but by a little bit. Maybe Microsoft, with all their money, produces two versions of the Xbox, as it's rumored they may. One of them costs $99, one of them costs $600, and is being sold at a significant loss, and is powerful enough to compete with modern computers. We don't know what they'll release. But the general... The general look is that the Wii U is stronger than what the current systems are out, according to several reputable developers. How much, we don't know. How it compares, we don't know. But I own one, and I'd like to, if I could come on some other time after Ian and I, maybe some other people have spent more time playing games. Mm-hmm. I own seven games for it right now. That would be nice to maybe do a special on that. If sure. that opportunity would be there to just talk about the games and how they Oh, play. yeah, well, and what, whenever there's, like, you know, a new one? game that's... Um, Especially if there's one that's specifically for the Wii U. Um, yeah, we'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my brother will upload um, HD footage of Rayman Legends for us. He'd be more than happy to do that. So we could get some to look nice. at on there. He would be more than happy to contribute that to us. Hell, maybe we could get him even on there. Mm-hmm. talk a little bit. But that's, that's my spiel on the Wii U, folks. If anyone has any questions, I don't know how you hit us up in the comment section, but... Yep, yeah, um, nobody ever leaves us uh, okay. feedback. If but, our yeah. ghost Ryan has any questions, hit me up and I would be happy to answer. Very good. It's about as smooth as a capacitive oh, one. For those of you that can't oh. hear, the question was, uh, how is the resistive touchscreen? Very good. It's about as smooth as a capacitive one, but it doesn't support multi-touch. I find it very precise, very nice, no issues with it. Works well for every game. I admit, I wish it was capacitive and had multi-touch. I really do, because I think that would open a lot of new possibilities. But that's what Nintendo has chosen to go for to keep the price down. I think the gamepad costs like a lot of money to make. I've heard anywhere from in Japan it sells for one hundred seventy dollars equivalent in yen. Doesn't sell in the United States. Is that my Steam? Yes, I'm opening your Steam so I can copy the page URL. Uh, um, I think Ian just found me on Steam. Other than that, you could put my Google Plus on there, I guess. Yeah. Can people comment on my Google Plus or try to get in touch with they, me there? They, yeah, they can send you a message, and that sh- that'll send you an email. Okay, so if anyone wants to get in touch with me on my Google Plus, then I'm available for questions. I don't do tech support, sadly. <laughs> so if that's, your gamepad bursts into flames, I can't help with that. In the meantime... <laughs> <laughs> yes, if it bursts into fire, we would love to hear. Yes. We'd love, we'd love to see if uh, Nintendo offers, uh, you know, burn damage warranty. <laughs> Probably not. Asus! Asus! You have failed me. For the last time, Starscream. You have failed me for the last time, Ian Star will never buy another Asus product again. Exactly. In the meantime... He says as I rub my Nexus 7 all over my belly... <laughs> That was your belly? I can't see that far down with the picture. It looked like it was something else. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is honestly the best way to clean the screen. It's true. In the meantime, I would request that everyone go to the YouTube app just because I am in need of a silly break. This has been a good show, and it's been very informative, but at the same time, I need silly. Drive out the storm cloaks and restore what we own. Like imperial soaps and towelettes. They used to make me feel so clean. I love, love, moist towelettes. They feel so glorious upon my sweet ass. Watch. Hmm? Hmm. Intriguing, but highly disturbing.
okay. I'm sorry. That's been going through. That's sort of a game that is super moddable. Wow. That's been going through my head just because you've been saying bashing a lot. And in one of the other episodes of Gamer Poop, the one of the Oblivion ones, one of the lines is, "Let's get to bashing butts as well as D's nuts." <laughs> oh my god! So uh, I have been resisting saying that the entire show. <laughs> thank getting you. Pent up. That's why I've been needing a silly break. Silly break appreciated. I love love my palettes. <laughs> I feel so glorious. Upon my sweet ass. Well, bang, okay? Bang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice! And Skyrim has Battle ugly textures. Interesting. I am Garrus Vicarian, and this is my rectum! <laughs> you know, my mother's upstairs, right? Yeah. And whoever her friend Yeah, is. and a guest of hers. <laughs> Battle tits. Anyway. <laughs> well, bang, okay? So, um... That was a good show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you guys have any questions about the Wii U or anything you'd like me to address? Um, I don't know. I was here for a couple of hours, watched, uh, watched Sam play some Zombie U and some Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and Assassin's Creed 3, as far as I could tell, looked pretty comparable to the PS3 version. And, uh, Zombie U actually looked like a really good game. Like, it was very, very, tense. At, like, yeah, tense, atmospheric. Um, I, I loved. It got the emotions going. I loved the way that, like, every time that he would open his backpack and he had to look down at his gamepad, you know, he'd be like, Ian, keep an eye out for me. And it's like, yep, yep. When you're by yourself, you're just... You, oh, well, it's I, so I'm in the mistake of playing a game at one in the morning alone. <laughs> in the dark, and it's... Um, not as bad as Amnesia. No, no. Even people who played the game say it's not quite that bad. <laughs> but... Um, we we had a good time uh, trying to bait zombies into fire you know, fire traps and then you know watch them not die, <laughs> and and then you know getting trapped in zombie traps ourselves and slowly and, running out of ammo oh, for grenades man. and Molotov cocktails and handgun ammo and then I died by uh, trying to loot a body that was on fire. <laughs> it lit me on fire. That was great, but um, beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a Wii U exclusive, and it's a solid game if you like that genre. If you want an action game, the Wii U offers many other choices, such as uh, Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge, which is much better than the original Ninja Gaiden 3, Call of Duty, um, games like that. And if you just want an exclusive that, and Survivor Horror's not your type, Mario is really good, Scribblenauts is really good. So that there are plenty of options. It's got a really mm-hmm. good start. The second biggest start for any system ever since the PS2. Okay. That, that's what I've read about it. Um, but yeah, Zombie U is a fun, terrifying game. <laughs> Speaking of stuff like that, so you're going to already be my assassin. Do you want to be my... You and I still need to play through all of um, the first two uh, Dead Spaces so we can do the co-op for Dead oh, Space yeah. where you win the time. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, I have all of Winter Break for that. I do too. <laughs> play it side by side. Sure. We'll just just have our computers in the basement of the uh, church and play Dead Space. Yep. <laughs> you have so many games to play through. Yeah. I know your backlog is huge. But my but my list of games that I'm done with is growing, which is good. Which great? Which one grows faster? Well, that's the ones not he fair. acquires. That's not Easily. fair. Especially after these sales. Yeah. Oh God, they're sales. I admit, Steam does kick ass sales. They do. That was I've I've never seen that matched anywhere. GameStop gave me a really good deal over the holidays with double trading credit for everything. 
um, including buying nunchucks so I could trade my Wii and my brother's Wii in. We so got four hundred fifty dollars in credit. Oh, I was about to say, so you got two dollars instead of one. <laughs> we got four hundred fifty dollars in total, and we got a total of um, a dozen games paid off, and another one. See, that's that's when you convert. That's when you convert that uh, in-store credit to Steam gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> I admit, if I had actually done that. $450 on Steam. Holy cow, that would last you for the next, like, five years, probably. I did not consider that. I got one Google Play card as a Christmas gift for someone. All right. And it would feel so. glorious. <laughs> All right, well, so, shall we? I am Ian Buck, and you can find me on the internet on Google Plus and on my blog, which is ianrbuck.blogspot.com. Oh, man, I need to go and update that because I have a review for The Walking Dead Episode 5 that I haven't posted yet. You also have a tablet and, to review. And, I, and a tablet to review. And I recently finished Assassin's Creed Revelations, which will probably... No, actually, we won't talk about that next week. So was your mind blown? Um, actually, no. The ending the ending for Revelations did not blow me away as much as I was expecting due to the title Revelations. Like, I didn't feel like I really learned anything new at the end of the game. Yeah, fine. It was kind of odd, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and so, I'm on Steam. Yep. As? Wolf Revo. And okay. the link's there. Yep. Now I'm Ian Decker. You can find me on Google+. And you can find me on Steam as DS space Bigfoot. Or you can also find me on Guild Wars 2 as Bigfoot5140. And I am Sam Roth. And you can find me, apparently, Ian did all this, on Google+, Plus by clicking the link that Ian has on Steam by clicking the link it has. <laughs> and I'm also on Meverse, which we didn't get to talk about. Hopefully we will in the future. As SSJ Ranoff. That's capital S, capital S, capital J, capital R, lowercase A-N-U-L-F. And, okay, just one thing about the Meverse. Please tell me that it's better than it was in the Wii. It's completely blown away. It's the best feature. Blows away the gameplay, blows away the Nice. Eight. Good. System nice. Solid. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a wrap. <laughs>